I respectfully disagree podcast episode 130 130 uh I had no intentions on doing the episode before the end of the new year but some fun things occurred and I want to talk about it so just got off work fired up the mic here we are got the camera rolling got the Facebook live rolling uh, I think on the next one, I'm going to do uh, Instagram Live. I'm going to start having different platforms set up, man. Like I said, trying to grow the damn podcast. I'm trying not to cut, so I apologize. Trying to grow the podcast, different platforms, different things. I'm tired of begging like Keep Sweat, man. I'm tired of begging. Um, But anywho, today, today's topic is... Has the international talent caught up with American talent as it pertains to basketball? And this week, uh, Luca dropped a historic stat line, 60, 21, and 10. And seen a lot of uh, TV personalities kind of downplay it, and I get it. That's their job. That's their job to give people something to debate about or compare it to what other people has done. But I wanted to talk about this topic in particular and shout out to my guy, Tianka. Um, This actually came from a post that he made on Facebook. So I don't want to steal his topic or take the credit for it. That's all he's doing. Um, We were going back and forth on his Facebook page. And it was a lot of interesting answers on there. And, of course, I had to chime in because, like I said, man, basketball is it's my true passion, and I love it. And, like I said, it was it was an interesting take, and I want to touch on that illusion that all of a sudden international players have supposedly caught up <laughs> to American talent. And it's like right out the gate – I respectfully disagree. I don't necessarily feel like they've caught up. I feel like the talent from the American aspect is at its peak. Like, if you look at all levels of basketball, elementary, middle school, high school, college, even some of these athletes in the pros, it's like the talent is there but the knowledge is not. And that's where I respectfully disagree with that, that notion that uh, when you look at guys like Luca or Giannis, some of these uh, international players, not sure where Siakam is from, but I know he, he puts in work out there on the court and, and different things like that. It's like, they're not as athletic as a lot of the talent in the NBA. I mean, if you really want to be uh, honest, man, Giannis, he's, he's long, Physical, strong, but in terms of like a skill set, <laughs> he's just running up and down the court and nobody can get in front of him. Like that ain't no talent level, so to speak. Like no disrespect to him. But the knowledge of the game, and I've spoken about this on several episodes. Actually, it was my very first episode of this podcast, like episode number one. Hell, we on episode 130. So, um, 
if you ever get bored, y'all go back, check out some of those older episodes. That's back when the podcast was streaming only. So it wasn't a video or YouTube or anything like that. It was just strictly streaming. But that was one of the very first episodes that that we'd done, and we was talking about how AAU has ruined basketball. So fast forward, it's like now, you know what I'm saying, here we are again. And like I said, we don't teach the game anymore. And (laughs) I wanted to do this podcast because we had an interesting week in terms of our basketball team. And we got invited to a Christmas jamboree or whatever. And we was like, you know, what what better opportunity to get some more games in, let them play. Because normally our season is like six weeks. They play like six games in a tournament. And then by the time we get into that that hunger of it and everybody's excited about playing, it's like, boom, the season is over. And some schools, they do more than one league. Whereas for us, we've always only done that one. So like I said, it's like you do all that practicing, play six games, and then boom, it's over. So, you know, we was like, you know, let's let's play. Let's get them some extra games. And uh, our kids, you know, shout out to them. They put in the work. We went in and uh, took care of business. They went 4-0 in the Jamboree. So, like I said, man, shout out to the team. Uh, amazing group of kids. I've talked about them several times on this podcast as well. Like I said, man, it's a, a very special group. And hopefully we're able to take care of business at the end. And like I said, I I, I want that, that trophy. But there was a lot of basketball played this week. So I'm just sitting around just watching and watching and watching. And that's where my, my beef comes in at because it's like, in my opinion, and no disrespect to any of the other coaches or anything like that, this is just me speaking in general. It's like I don't I don't see very like there's not a lot of teaching going on. I'll say that. And that's why I feel like, you know, going back to the topic, are international players catching up with American players? It's like, nah. On a talent level, it's night and day. But when it comes to fundamentals, understanding the game, that's where they have the edge over us. And I'm like, nah, we all know, man, Luca out there is slow as shit, man. But can't nobody stop him. And everybody's just scratching their head, and it's like, no, there's a there's a reason for that. There's a reason why can't nobody prevent Luca from getting to the basket whenever he wants to. Can't nobody stop that slow ass turnaround, fade away, or nothing. It's like, bro, that's that's basic basketball. And when you look at these kids today, like I said, even at the elementary level, it's like, bro, all these kids out here trying to sauce people up, crossover, crossover, spin move, euros, and this and that. And when I was sitting in the crowd, I'm just listening to the reactions from the crowd. And quite naturally, you know what I'm saying, there's other kids in there. So a lot of it was coming from kids. Ooh, he broke his ankles. Ooh, and this and that. And it's like, bro, we looking at an elementary school game. Yeah, the kid crossed him over, the little kid stumbled or whatever, but then he threw a 90-mile-per-hour fastball off the backboard. And it's like, why are we fascinated with that? Like, is that really where we at with basketball, where it's like it don't matter if you finish the shot as long as you created a highlight play? 
And when you look on Instagram and TikTok, and it's like, that's all you see now, bro. It's like, ooh, his ankles got broke. And then somebody will shoot a fucking air ball. Excuse my language. I said I wasn't going to cuss. You did all of that to shoot an air ball. In that video, I have 37,000 likes on it. And it's like, man, what are we doing? And it's like, that's that's where the game has come to now. It's like everything is about putting together a highlight package. And it, it ain't even about winning anymore. It's like, <laughs> as long as I looked good, it don't matter. It don't matter if we win or lose. What did I do? What was my stat line? Did I have any highlights? And I'm just like, you know, I'm just sitting there this week and I'm just looking. Like I said, I just, I mean, I, I pay attention to everything. And it's like, we don't have that anymore. Like people who just observe the game and find ways to learn from it. And um, like I said, man, we had some tough games this week. And the beauty in all of it was like, I took off of work or I left work early Tuesday. And I went early enough just so I can sit down and watch some of the other schools that we was going to have to play later on in the week. I was on my uh, Bill Belichick. You know what I'm saying? I'm just in there watching paying attention to different tendencies and things like that. And it's like, okay, I see what y'all do. So guess what? As a coach, it's our job to put our kids in position to win, to go at this team and take away their strengths. So I'm like, when you sit down and watch other teams and other schools, it's like they just sending kids out there, bro. There's no strategy to it, no nothing. And don't get me wrong, like I ain't trying to <laughs> tell these kids to go out there and play like the 96 Bulls or nothing like that because it's still elementary school basketball. They're all out here to learn. We can go over 2-3 defense and spacing and all that till the cows come home. But at the end of the day, when the ball go up, they're kids. A lot of that's going to go out the window because the game is too fast. They're trying to process it as they're going. So it's like you can only tell them so much. You know, a lot of people like, you know, man, what kind of plays do y'all run? Y'all got any plays? And it's like the very first time I <laughs> volunteered to help with basketball, I tried to draw up plays and all that. And it's like as soon as the game started, nah, <laughs> they was just scrambling and running around. So I'm just like, nah, give them the basic core. Here's where you need to be at on defense. Slide your feet, rotate. Hustle, do this and do that. And as long as you're giving out 110%, I guarantee you the results will be in your favor at the end. But that's what I'm saying. Going back to the, to the topic, it's like it starts at the elementary level. And it's like our job, in my opinion, that's why I said no, no disrespect to any other, other coaches or anything like that. I'm not from here, so I don't know none of them. And I'm not saying that they're not doing it. I don't know what they're doing. So that's why I'm trying to make sure I'm not being disrespectful. Again, this is just my observation, my opinion. If we're volunteering to be elementary school coaches, I feel like it's our job to prepare these kids for middle school. When they leave out from under us, are they better than when we first brought them in. And if they're not, to me, that's a failure. I don't care if we win the tournament. 
I don't care if we go undefeated. If the whole team did not get better as a whole from the time we started to the time they finished. What's going on, John? Happy holidays, bro. Oh, look, I'm glad you're on here because I just told my wife to send that for that raffle. Like I said, I'll make sure she done that. I'm trying to win them LeBrons, man. I need them fam you LeBrons. Shout out Alex. Look like Alex on this live too. Um, but anyways, if they're not better after they leave up from under us, to me that's a failure. So it's like the whole season I'm trying to teach these kids how to dribble with their left hand, how to space the floor, how to cut, how to set a pick, how to pass the ball off a pick, like just basic little things. And it's like, again, you still have to identify which kids have just natural talent. And you don't want to put a lid on that. You want to allow a kid to use their natural God-given abilities. But again, in my opinion, if we're able to instill fundamentals on top of that, it's like these kids would be unstoppable at that age level. Because, again, it's still a, a learning process. So it's like <laughs> when you sit down and watch these games and it's like all these kids care about is just who broke who ankles, who did a step back three and this. And then I'm talking about, man, they just spraying the ball all over the place. And it's like, okay, yes, it's supposed to be entertaining. Just go out there and have fun. But at the same time, it's like shouldn't they be learning something? And that's where it's like, man, I just sometimes I'm just blown away by what I'm looking at. And that's why the NBA is the way that it is. That's why Luca is able to do what he does because, okay, get away from elementary school. You go to middle school. I've sat down and watched a lot of middle school basketball, man. Like my nephews are in the sixth grade. So I go watch them when I have the free time. And it's like, okay, it's a lot of these kids that can't dribble, can't go left, don't understand proper floor spacing and things like that. And it's like, okay, man, the next step is high school. So y'all just out here running around, and I'm like, who at the elementary level didn't prepare these kids for middle school? And I'm saying in the back of my mind, it's like, me and coach, (laughs) based on how we conduct our practices – Shit, all our kids got to do is show up to tryouts, and I guarantee they're going to make the team just because we've taught them how to go left, how to go right. We're trying to teach them how to handle pressure. In our league, they can only full-court press the last two minutes of the second quarter and the fourth quarter. But it's like even with that, it's like you can't teach them how to fully press like at that point it's just full scramble mode they don't have the discipline they just chase after the ball so it's like to me even with that it's like unless you're behind and you're trying to get back into a game it's almost pointless but in middle school you can press the whole game if you want to so it's like how are you preparing these kids to handle that type of pressure like you can't just throw them in the fire like you have to somewhat get them prepared for that. And what I'm starting to notice 
as it relates to just basketball here in the city. And I've said this before. It's like, if you're not working with your kid on your own, depending on what school they go to or who you got them under, it ain't no guarantee that that coach is teaching them anything. Because I feel like it's all about winning for all the wrong reasons. And it's like <laughs> everybody just wants to have something to talk about when they go to the barbershop or when they see each other out on the street. Y'all, yeah, man, my son did this to your team and my son did that to your team or my daughter did this. And it's like, but y'all ain't teaching them nothing. It's like from the first person to the last person on the bench should be learning. But it's like if you just going to keep your core people out there at all times just to say that you won, to me, man, that's crazy. That's crazy, man. But it's like, I don't know, man. I'm <laughs> I'm looking at it now from a, a different lens, and after this, I'll get back to the Luca thing before I jump off here. But it's like I'll use my son as an example. I've always told myself that I'm not going to make my kids play unless they want to. And my son is in the third grade. He's eight years old. So like any normal child, I gave him a basketball. He knows how to dribble. He tries different little moves or whatever, but I'm not in the driveway do a Euro, do a crossover, do a spin move, do this and do that. I'm just trying to get him to naturally fall in love with the game. So he tried out for the team. He made it. And for me, I have zero expectations because he's in the third grade. At this level, it's third, fourth, and fifth graders. So I know he should be the last man off the bench unless he's just that incredibly good. And I know that my son has to learn. No matter how hard I go on everybody else's kids, I don't do that to my own. And that's where I'm starting to kind of question my own self because it's making me mad because it's like, okay, I'm looking at other people's kids and I'm looking at what's going on out here. And I'm like, well, shit, my son can go out there and do that too. You know what I'm saying? But it's just like, all right. I don't want to force it. I don't want to push him. But it's like, okay, they lost last night, and I saw how he looked walking off that court. So he was kind of, you know, down on himself or whatever. And that's why I told him. I was like, all right, you tired of losing. What are you going to do about it? And sure enough, I heard him earlier today. He was outside shooting, getting shots up. But his issue is speed. He's got to work on quickness, agilities. So that's something that it's like, you know what? Like, nah, I can't wait for somebody else to try to instill that in him. I'm going to have to do that myself. Otherwise, he's going to always be behind. And that's the part that I don't necessarily agree with either. I disagree. Because like I said earlier, like I feel like as a coach, I'm not saying that you're supposed to take the last person on the bench and catch them up to speed with your number one player. But at the same time, there has to be some element of practice and things where you're going over drills, trying to teach agilities and quickness and hustle and this and that. And it's like, I don't know. I don't know. 
when I sit back and watch some of these other schools and it's like the core principles to me are not there. And that's why I'm saying as it relates to high school, college, NBA, that's the difference in my opinion as it relates to the talent level and who we're watching in the league dominate. Like Luca is an amazing basketball player, but we also have to take in consideration that for a lot of those foreign players, man, they're able to go play professional ball as teenagers. They're learning the basics and the fundamentals at 14 and 15 years old. So by the time they are drafted and come over here, from a knowledge standpoint, shit, they head over heels compared to whoever's in that particular draft class. I'm like, hell, look at Kentucky right now, man. Like, <laughs> uh, people finally starting to get on Calipari bumper, dog. And I tell people all the time, I've, I've never, like, ever since I watched him lose with that John Wall team, and shout out to my guy Gerard, it looked like he's on here watching. We used to have these conversations at work all the time. I was like, man, he's not a coach, bro. There's no way you lose with that team, man. And here we are now, 10 plus years later, all that talent and still one chip. UK does not have a standout win this year. And when we came into the season, we was top five. Hell, might have been top three. I can't remember. But we most definitely about to be outside of the top 25. And every year is, oh, we haven't had time to practice. And what the hell was all this going to the Bahamas and all that? Like, to me, the the, the gig is up, man. Like, people are really starting to see what's going on. And that's why I'm saying it's like as a coach, there's no focus on development. It's just who can help me win. And if you can't help me win, transfer out. Look at all the kids who left Kentucky in the last couple of years and look at how much better they're playing now. The kid that went to UCLA, um, the kid that left last year, um, oh, God, I can't think of his name. But it's like their their performance has gotten better from out under Calipari. And it's like every year, bro, it's like, all right, you didn't have a good year, so – your best bet is to transfer out. I'm going to bring in another five-star to replace you. But every year we get the same results. And it's like, man, they, like the offense looks horrible to me. Like there is no offense. So what is he teaching them? So guess what? One year of that, put your name in the draft. You go to the NBA. You don't have no fundamental skills. You just out there on pure talent. And depending on who you are, if you're a John Wall or somebody like that, that talent is going to show up. That's God-given. Ain't nothing you can do about it. Or, hold on, or is it that when they leave UK, they know how to play practice harder? I saw somebody argue that when you get back, I think you said y'all down in Florida or something, right? If y'all still down there, man, good luck to y'all on y'all games, bro. When you get back, come on the mic, man. Come on the mic. You can make that argument. That's fair. But you know, like I know, bro, like Kentucky has always been viewed as a basketball school. Like if you come to Kentucky, bro, it's about winning. We're now under Calipari. He's washed the winning part out of the way. Did you get to the NBA is the goal now. We're about to play at 330, man. Definitely, man. Good luck to y'all, man. 
Look, I mentioned you a few times on the podcast. We did the one about Deion Sanders and uh, HBCUs. So come on. When you get back, man, holla at me. Holla at me, man. So good luck to you and your team, man. Like I said, he's a high school basketball coach up there in Lexington. So good stuff, man. Like I said, I definitely appreciate you tapped in, man. But um, the whole winning aspect for Kentucky basketball, man, like, dog, Kentucky's been looking bad for a few years now, man. Hell, you lose the first round to a 16 seed? Like, no, man. That ain't cool at all. Not with that type of talent. Like, and that's what I'm saying is it's different. I ain't going to keep rambling and repeat myself. I'm going to get ready to turn this off. I wanted to make it short and sweet. But that's what I'm saying. It's like, unless you a John Wall type talent, DeMarcus Cousins, you know what I'm saying? Hell, Booker came off the bench. You know what I'm saying? Like, Booker obviously had a tremendous gift, and he was coming off the bench. I hate what happened to Eulis. I think Eulis was a great guard. Unfortunately, I'm saying like his size plays a factor in that. But you, you could sense that he understood the game. And that's why I'm like, dude, it's like nowadays everything is about who can sell tickets and put together the best highlights. And that's the part that, I, again, I, I disagree with because it's like they ain't learning nothing. Anybody can go out there and run and jump. And if you look at all these uh, social media kids and high schoolers, like, oh, he's in the warm-up line going under his legs and dunking. It's like outside of them viral clips, you'll never see them kids again. Never hear from can jump out the gym, but that's all they can do. So it's like, what's the purpose? What's the purpose? You're not teaching them how to play the game. You can take that talent, teach them how to play, and they'll go out there and dominate, man. Think about how Jordan them looked when they came in the league, bro. They were skying over everybody. Nobody could do anything about it. So imagine a kid with a 35-inch vertical at 17 years old what you can do if you actually teach them how to get to the basket the right way without having a Euro and spin and be all off balance and all that, man, just go to the rim. Like things are different now. Like I said, maybe it's where I'm showing my age and I'm just old school. Cause it's just like, bro, I hate it. I really hate it, man. But, um, that's what I'm saying. Like, if you really think about it, I've talked about elementary school. Talked about middle school. High school. UK and college. And then you go to the pros and you get a watered down product. Like, I think uh, I'll use Ty Ty. No disrespect to him. I felt like he should have came back. He could have brought a uh, experience back to this team, scoring. You mix that in with uh, Oscar Wheeler, the kids that they got now that can actually shoot. And it's like, boom, like you legit got a contending championship team. But it's like, nah, go chase the money. I haven't seen Ty Ty's face all year, bro, and it's New Year's. And it's like, I don't I don't know if he even gets in the game or what. I'm going to have to look into that when I get off here. But it's like, what's the point? 
Like, the money's going to always be there, bro. Like, the league ain't going nowhere no time soon. So, it's like, is the goal to just make it to the league or is the goal to have an actual career? Like, are you trying to have a career in the NBA or just say you made it? And out of the 50 kids that Calipari done put in the league, it's like, how many of them have survived? John Wall just got back in the league. Unfortunately, Cousins, due to injuries, his little situation have been up and down. You look at Anthony Davis. Like, man, you can go all the way down the list, man. It's like, are we going to say that they got that from Calipari or was that just natural talent? They was going to get to the NBA, in my opinion, regardless of what school they went to. So what are, what are they learning? What are you teaching them? And that's what I'm saying. It's like they're just out there playing off pure talent. Come help me win now. And who cares what happens afterwards? And that's where you separate the international players from the American talent as it relates to basketball who can run and jump, who has the quickest crossover. And to us, that's all you need. Can you jump high and do you have handles? Not using the proper spacing, picking and choosing when to get to your spots, a simple head fake, one dribble pull up. You don't see none of that no more, man. Three pointers and somebody trying to break their neck dunking on somebody because they saw Ja Morant try it the night before. But I will say this, this is where I'm going to end it at. Um, like I said, I don't I don't say names and stuff on here, but while I was watching a lot of those schools play this week, man, there was a sixth grader. If you looked at this kid, it wasn't no big, tall, standout athlete. Looked at their physique. They had the build of a sixth grader, so to speak. But when the ball went up, that kid stood out amongst all the kids on both teams. And I was blown away by that. Like, man, had the whole gym going crazy. And come to find out this child plays for uh, Rondo Elite or whatever. I'm going to have to look it up. Um, I heard that he's actually, like, ranked in the top 30 in the nation as a sixth grader. And I feel like sometimes that's part of the problem, too, is, like, nowadays everybody's like, oh, are you ranked? Are you ranked? And it's like, bro, can you hoop or not is the question. Like, don't even look at no list of names and try to compare yourself to somebody else that's all the way across the country that may not even know who you are unless y'all go to these AAUs and different camps and y'all cross paths that way. But it's like, why does that matter? As long as you can hoop. The rest will take care of itself, bro. Like, I don't care what nobody else is doing. Hell, even as it relates to in the city, I don't care what nobody else is doing in this city. Are we winning? Take care of business. When it's time to play them other schools, we got to be prepared. But anyways, this kid was nice. And a lot of things that I noticed was like, for that age level, nine times out of ten, most people don't understand how to play with different tempos, controlling the pace. And this kid didn't let anybody speed him up. Didn't let anybody slow him down. 
He was able to pick his spots. He was anticipating passing lanes. I'm watching this kid like they're trapping. They're the other coaches like telling them to force the ball out of his hands. And he was able to pat that ball and put it wherever he may. He had that ball on a string and was just making them other schools look silly. He was just picking his spots. Top of the key, three. Corner, three. Floater. Dribble between two people, spin, layup in the sixth grade. And it's like, to me, that's the perfect example of you don't have to be the tallest. You don't have to have the most muscles. You don't have to be the quickest. Just understand the game and learn how to pick your spots, when to attack, when to move the ball. After you move the ball, keep cutting because the ball will come back to you. That's what I'm trying to get our kids to understand. And like I said, man, they're they're fourth and fifth graders. Like, it'll come in due time. But it's like, get rid of it early. Keep moving because the defense is going to relax after that. Once they see you get rid of the ball, there's going to be that split second where they just kind of hesitate, like, oh, my job is done. Well, guess what? If you keep moving, the ball will come back to you, and now you got a straight path to the rim. But it's like this sixth grader knew that. Get rid of it, keep moving, boom, layup. So it makes sense for him to be ranked number 30 or whatever he is in the country because obviously you can tell that they're putting in the work. And it's like I honestly wish like more kids would sit down and watch basketball. I tell my son that all the time, like, man, watch it. You can learn by watching, like, screw all these YouTube videos and Instagrams and it's like, Don't watch that because you're not learning nothing. Somebody took the best clips from a 30-minute game, 40-minute game, and consolidated it into a five-minute clip. So you didn't see how many times they tried a Euro and the referee called a travel or how many times they tried to cross over and the ball went off their foot. Like, you're not going to get that. You're only going to get the best clips from that entire game. Don't watch that. Actually watch a game of basketball. But it's like, man, it it don't matter. So that's why people like Luca will come over here and torch everybody for 60. A 60-point triple-double, bro. That's crazy. But anyways, man, like, get ready to get out of here. Appreciate y'all tuning in to the podcast, man. Uh, I know I said it on the last one, but uh, Happy New Year's to everybody, man. Y'all make sure y'all be safe. You got any goals out there for the new year? Definitely try everything that you can to achieve them. Don't let nothing hold you back. Um, my goal for this year, man, uh, I want to try to hit 250 YouTube subscribers. I feel like that's a a reasonable number, and I'm gonna try to do whatever I can to try to get to that. That's why I said I got a couple ideas in mind on how to how to grow the audience. And shout out to the people that's been rocking with the podcast from day one. Like I said, um, we didn't have the YouTube page until episode 100. So there's 99 episodes that's out there for streaming on streaming services, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, all of that. Man, y'all go back and check that out. Uh, hit the like, subscribe, share button. Give me some feedback. Um, actually got a episode in the making. It looks like Alex is on here still, I think. He sent it to me from TikTok, but we're going to do a uh, top 75 NBA player draft. 
and try to get a couple of people on here, and we're going to draft our starting five using the top 75 NBA players and see who comes up with the best lineup. So I'm going to try to get back into to sports and things like that with the podcast instead of getting on here preaching, sounding like Reverend Duron. So anyways, man, y'all have a happy new year, man. Y'all stay blessed. Hit the like, share, subscribe button. Uh, Till we meet again, man. We out. It's toasted. Yeah. No competition. I'm Nisha Coasting. Yeah. I feel so high. I feel so live. My body's in the twine. I'm Nisha Coasting. I feel so live. And I know why. That I can't deny. I'm Nisha Coasting. Giddy, fine wine. Fools, mock liquor. Wish me I'm high class.